Hello and welcome to the Catholic Duluth Show. The Catholic Duluth Show is a parish community podcast serving the parishes of St. Lawrence and Holy Family in Duluth, Minnesota. Uh, thank you for joining us today. My name is Daniel Rhoda, and with me I have Father Eli Gieske. How are you doing today, Father Eli? Good, good. Yeah. Good. Uh, a little rainy day in Duluth. Yeah, it's uh, got some spring rain going on here. It's, yeah. um, kind of, it was, I don't know if it was it was raining pretty good last night. I came over, I had the 12.30 to 1.30 adoration time, and um, it was raining before, and it was raining during, and still raining this morning, so we're getting a good good amount. Yeah, I think it's supposed to turn into snow at some point, Ooh. which I guess we'll see how that goes. Yeah, but um, uh, but yeah, it's, yeah. Are you are you like a rain guy? Do you like rain? Because there's there's I think that there's something like I don't know what it is, but I just like like rain. Yeah, and yeah. after a while, it gets kind of old, maybe. Sure. But but you know, we probably haven't had rain in like seven months or something yeah, like that. So it's yeah. just like, ooh, this is this is good. Yeah. Like they're like rain smell and Yeah, we we probably could use the moisture to be honest. I mean we didn't get a lot of snow this year, so uh it'd be good to get some good spring showers. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't say I'm like like the rain man. They didn't call me that in <laughs> high school or college or anything. But um I once in a while, yeah, it's a rainy day is you know, you kinda stay inside and Mm-hmm. Cuddle up by the fire that I don't have, but you know, <laughs> it's not not a. I don't mind a, a a day inside now and then. If now if it goes on and on for days and days, it's a little much. But yeah, once in a while, yeah, not bad. That's fair. That's fair. Um, well, uh, the Sunday is Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday, yeah. We're it's hard to believe, isn't it? Which is kind of crazy. So yeah. uh, that means next week is Holy Week, um, which is what we're going to talk about today. All right. It's Holy Week. Um, we're going to talk about the schedule that we have and then also just like the what the kind of like just, I guess, go into depth about the Triduum, um, explain more about what that is, give some uh, some context and like the history of the different liturgies, um, because it is kind of it's kind of the um, the big week for the church. Yeah. You know, so. So yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna dive into that. Um, but before we do that, Father, would you open us in a prayer? Sure. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, as we gather today and we um, look at Holy Week and all the all the mysteries that we are about to celebrate in the church, you ask to help us prepare well for this time to be able to enter into it in whatever way we can. Um, Pray for all those who are preparing to enter the church in these uh, next days, that you would abundantly bless them and help them uh, smooth out any last-minute fears or anxieties. Um, pray for our diocese as we will be celebrating the Chrism Mass and uh, as we still await our our new bishop, whoever he may be. Um, yeah, so we lift up to you all those Things that are happening, we our parishioners, our parishes, and ask uh, the Lord to, to bless us during these days. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Right. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Right. Thank you, Father. So before we dive into Holy Week, I want to share the story with you. And I don't know, may, maybe I've told you this before, and maybe I've put, said this on the podcast before. So if I have, you can stop me. But when I was um, working with Focus, there was one year that... 
um, me and one of my teammates, he, he had to go to Chicago to pick up like a car from his mom or something like that. So it was just like kind of a random thing. And so he needed me to like drive him there and then we're going to drive back. So we're like, okay, well, let's make like an event out of it. And we like invited some students to come with us. And we were like four hours away from Chicago. So we drove to Chicago and just like hung out in Chicago for the day, um, stayed the night and then like picked up the car and came back. Hmm. And, but it was, we drove there on Saturday, came back on Sunday. And so Sunday morning we were like, well, let's find a place to go to mass. And uh, we went to this um, church in Chicago. And I think it's fairly like, like famous for, I, I, I guess I don't know if it's famous, but uh, St. John Cantius. And I, I, I don't, yeah, I don't know. If famous. I think it's like somewhat well known within the Chicago, like Chicago area. Sure. And because um, it's like a really big, beautiful church, and they have um, a religious order there. And I, I don't know if they're something based off Saint John Cantus or not. But it was. Um, we didn't totally realize this until like we knew it was Palm Sunday, but we didn't realize that it was like an extraordinary form mass, uh-huh. which means that it was all in Latin. And, um, which was a very beautiful mass. We were not prepared for them to chant the homily or chant the, um, the entire gospel sure. <laughs> in Latin, uh, which took like 20 time. minutes. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was, and it, it was very pretty, but we were like, it was just like the four of us. We were like, I mean, and, and a lot of people there were like dressed up very well. And we were not in like casual clothes, but we were like, Definitely underdressed for this, sure, sure. <laughs> and uh, we were not expecting that to be like a two-hour mass, sure. Um, yeah. And it was just it was it was quite the experience. Yeah, yeah, makes an impression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the the extraordinary form crowd is typically there's like a, a atypical sort of person that seems to go to that, and yeah. they they're the kind that dress up and are there are all in for the day, and yeah, so. I, I have not gone to a lot of extraordinary form masses. I've not done any of the Triduum in the extraordinary form, but I can only imagine that. Uh, what did I? I might have done it as a deacon. We we did our canonical retreat up in England at a monastery. I think that they either did either extraordinary form or like kind of higher liturgy. I can't remember which it was, but anyway, yeah, it's a, it's a different experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was like it was really cool, but <laughs> it was something like that. Two hours. I, I should have brought like a snack <laughs> yeah, for exactly. halftime. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it can be. I love beautiful liturgy, but um, I don't know. I've, I've never been one to desire that, I guess. I mean, mm-hmm. I I appreciate it, I think, and I, I love the fidelity of those who typically are involved with that uh, form of the Mass. But it's, um, I don't know, I like the ordinary form, even... I like it to be celebrated well and beautifully, but, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but that's just kind of a, a funny story. Every, whenever I think of Palm Sunday, I'm just like, oh, remember that time? The, yeah, remember the time we went to Chicago? Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Sometimes those little experiences are just little gems that you hold on to and remember. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe it's not your usual cup of tea, but it just the difference of it exposes you to a different reality of like, huh. There are people that do this. Yeah. Like, it's interesting. Like, I don't do this. <laughs> yeah. And I think, like, which is funny that the fact that, because we were, like, looking up different churches and yeah. just, just overlooked. Just to be. Just overlooked the fact <laughs> that it was, like, extraordinary form. Yeah. And, which I don't know if we would have, like, not gone. Sure. But we were just, we're not expecting what sure. we got. Sure. Uh, 
which was... You weren't wearing your Cassican surplus. Correct, correct, correct. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, Well, um, let's talk about our upcoming schedule for Holy Week, um, and then we can, yeah, dive into the the different liturgies. And maybe maybe even before we do that, do you want to explain kind of the the triduum and what what the idea of that is and maybe the kind of importance of Holy Week? Yeah. Well, I don't... I don't uh, pretend to be an expert on the history of it all and how it came together as we currently celebrate it, but um, the Triduum is the most sacred time uh, of the year for us as Catholics and as Christians. I mean, if if people are about Jesus and the resurrection and they have any kind of liturgical year, not all Christian churches do, but if they do, this would be the most sacred days of the year, Easter. Um, but as Catholics, we... We have these days where we kind of, the way I've often explained it, and I kind of explain, I think, in the bulletin either this week or next week, um, the idea is we are kind of slowing down a little bit and kind of getting into what is the Mass? You know, what what is it we're celebrating? So every every Sunday we celebrate all these events that we're celebrating in the Triduum, but we kind of take these three days to slow down. It's kind of all one liturgy in a sense. You know, that's why... We leave in silence on Thursday, and we enter in silence on Friday, and uh, it's kind of all this one thing that goes together. So if you just come to one or the other, it's great, it's good, but to really understand the full context, it's helpful to go the whole thing, all three of those celebrations. Um, so Holy Thursday, Last Supper, you know, um, kind of we focus on that, the events of you know, the ordination of the apostles, the institution of the Eucharist, um, the, um, you know, this important day when Jesus offers the first Mass, really, you know, um, with his apostles. Then Friday, we focus on the cross, right, the the passion of our Lord. Um, it's often called Passion uh, Sunday on, on Palm Sunday because we read the Passion. Um Good Friday, it's, you know, Jesus offering the sacrifice of the cross. So he'd offer the sacrifice of the Mass the night before in a a spiritual sense, the way that we more readily would be celebrating it now. But the sacrifice of the cross happens on Friday, and so um, we focus on that. And it's actually not a Mass. It's a a service. It's the only time of the year when there's no Masses offered in the whole church, the one day of the year where we don't have the mass we have you we have Eucharist right so we consecrate enough hosts on Thursday to to be able to distribute on Friday but the idea is um, it's a very solemn day um, it's a day to fast and do penance it's one of the two days we have um, Ash Wednesday and Good Friday are the two days where we fast and penance are kind of obligatory and then we enter into the, the resurrection on um, Easter Vigil, Holy Saturday. So it's um, kind of the glory of Easter, the resurrection. And that's the day when we do all the um, sacraments for those who are being initiated into the church. So there's a lot of celebration on that level just for those people in the church welcoming these new members, celebrating the resurrection, um, being able to sing the Alleluia again. There's all these things. There's the the... Of course, the Exalted, which is the, the hymn that kind of opens the, the liturgy. So 
Um, a lot of symbol symbolic things happen in the liturgies, but it's basically taking a regular Sunday Mass and kind of going in slow motion over the course of three days. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a, a way to explain it, I would say. Yeah, and, and isn't the triduum, so like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, like that's all its own season mm -hmm. yeah, in yeah, the church, exactly, right? Yeah. So, so Lent actually ends, that'd be Wednesday, mm -hmm. or Wednesday evening. Evening prayer, yeah. Yeah, right. And then the triduum starts which is Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday mm -hmm. until the end of yeah. the vigil. So sometimes people are like, oh, Lent's over. I'm going to have my snack now, but my thing that I gave up, listen to music or whatever it is that I gave up, um, which, okay, it's a new, it is a new season, but it's better to wait till Holy Saturday yeah. after the Easter vigil to really celebrate. So Yeah, I've I've heard of, um, I like there's somebody I know who, uh, which I don't know if this is a tradition in the church or not, but he would he like hard fasted from like Wednesday evening all like through all of Thursday, Friday, and then hmm. Saturday until after the the Easter vigil. Sure. So like for all the entire triduum, triduum basically didn't eat he, and drink. He, he didn't he, <laughs> he didn't eat anything. And yeah. I think yeah he just he just had like water and. and I sure. think like coffee because he's yeah. like I need to stay alive, yeah. which I don't know if coffee really helps with that. But yeah, so the Holy Thursday is actually a celebration because it's the Last Supper. So for priests, it's kind of like the institution of the priesthood. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and it's also the institution of the Mass and so forth. So Thursday is actually a day of celebration in the church, um, but it's followed right away with that hard uh, fasting penance of Good Friday, um, and you. The church does recommend it says, if possible, continue that fast and that um, penance till Saturday after the after the um, Easter vigil. But not everybody can do that. We're not super used to fasting probably and and doing hard penance. So, uh, but there's nothing wrong with you know just doing what you can. You know. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. But this this person that you're speaking of, like okay. Uh, Thursday is more of a celebration, so it's not exactly in tune with what the church would say yep. we should do. But if you want to, go for it. You know, the church yeah. is never going to say <laughs> you can't fast. Yeah. They, they might say you shouldn't fast, but <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, well, here I just pulled up the the schedule for Holy Week and for the uh, the Triduum, and so it all starts Thursday morning. Um, which we're going to have morning prayer at Holy Family, and that's at 8 a.m. Nice. And then the Mass of the Lord's Supper takes place at 7 p.m., and that's at St. Lawrence. Mm -hmm. uh, and then... How's that usually... I mean, do you remember... I mean, obviously last year we didn't didn't really have it in the normal way, but yeah. do you, were you here the year before? Like, I, oh, I was not here the year okay, before. Okay. Yeah. I was just, I'm wondering how the attendance will be. I mean, obviously COVID, but then... Because we only have one mass for Holy Thursday, it'll be interesting to see like how we fit. You know, do we is is it a smaller group? Um, I've always really pushed the the Triduum services, the masses and the service on Friday, just because I think it's so central to our faith. But I don't know if that's always the custom in many parishes. So we'll see how people respond. Yeah, yeah. I um, we actually like growing up, we never really went to the um. Or I think sometimes we went to the like Holy Thursday Mass, but we we always did 
um, we went over to some friend's house and we did the like Seder meal. Oh, sure, sure. And we like kind yeah. of went through that. There's a lot of families that did that. My former parish. Yeah. On yeah. Either which, Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah. Would. Which was always like a really cool experience, and yeah. that was something that we always like look forward to. Sure. And so, um, but it wasn't until like fairly recently that I think I started going to like sure. the Holy Thursday, like Mass, Lord's Supper, like every year. Yeah. And yeah, like it definitely, it definitely has like, yeah, there's just a different like solemnity feeling to it. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's a. Yeah, we used. I used to go every year. It was like I remember as a kid, I was thinking like, oh no, this is the week we have to go to church every day, sometimes twice a day. You know, like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but eventually I got to the point, even as a kid where I, I enjoyed those masses just cause they were, they were different, you know, it was, yeah. it was, there was something different about them. So there was sort of that novelty of it. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I went to, uh, when, when I was in Colorado a couple of years ago, I went to one and I felt like. The mass, like the th- Holy Thursday mass, which I think, I mean, normally it's somewhat probably a lot longer than a normal, like mass, but it was like two hours, hmm. and I was I was like, why is this so long? Like I'm, it's okay, like it was a good mass and it was very sure. beautiful, but sure. there's also that part of me I was like, man, this is really long. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's always that uh, sort of niche, like what's the yeah. perfect yeah thing, and yeah, you know, if you're in a monastery, they're gonna go longer. If you're yeah, yeah. in a parish church downtown. They're probably gonna go shorter, you know. Yeah. But maybe yeah. not. You know, there's every parish has kind of its own liturgical sense. So I, I'd imagine in our parishes on a normal year, I I I'd say somebody like St. Ben's, I mean, just because they're they're a little bit more traditional there, they probably go longer. But maybe not. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like the cathedral, those masses were sometimes longer because there's more music and bigger choir and yeah. you know. So it's always beautiful, um, but again, it's kind of what are you used to? Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you have time for? I mean, not, not everybody has two two hours on a on a Thursday, so yeah. Uh, well, going into uh, Good Friday, we have uh, eight a.m. morning prayer, and that's at Holy Family again. So same as Thursday for that, and then there's gonna be two Good Friday services. One is at noon at St. Lawrence. And the other one is at three o'clock at Holy Family. Yeah. And and it, the the th- three o'clock one at Holy Family because like three o'clock is the time that Christ died, mm-hmm. correct? Or that we the best we the knowledge, yeah, yeah. To, our, to the best of our knowledge, that's like the time. Which obviously it's not like a perfect time because yeah. it's yeah. But so they they would count the hours. Of, of daylight so six to six basically um, and mm-hmm. I don't know what it is actually in the Holy Land I mean they're closer to the equator than we are but I'm sure it's not a perfect six six sure know, every yeah. year or every day but um, but yeah so they would count I don't, I don't know if it was the Hebrew way of counting hours or for the Greek way or the um, Roman way but you know so when they say the ninth hour ninth hour from sunrise so that would be you know three o'clock um you know, when they say the sixth hour, that's noon. So if you, mm-hmm. if, I think it's Gospel of John, if I remember that, that talks about these specific times, like this hour, this hour, you know, it was about the, the third hour, or it was about the ninth hour, or it was about the, you know, like he kind of gives those timings, and that's kind of how we have that knowledge of when that happened, so. Yeah, yeah, which is, uh, yeah, which is, at the, you know, it's, it's kind of cool to, mm-hmm. to, to like have some insight there. Yeah. 
and then uh, going into Holy Saturday. So, uh, are all these things on the website? I forget. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Paul, yeah so Paul. If people have a question about time of when when is this and when is that, just hit the website up. Correct. Duluth. Correct. Duluth. Catholic Duluth. Catholic Duluth. Yeah. Catholic Duluth. Yep. And then uh, Holy Saturday. So this is. Um, so it has, really the only thing, is the Easter Vigil, which starts at 9 p.m. at Holy Family. Yeah, gonna do it in the dark. Gonna be, yeah, yeah. It's it's it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be really cool. I've always really enjoyed the Easter Vigil. That was something that we grew up and we went to that all the time. I don't know. I still don't know if I've ever been to an like Easter Sunday Mass. Sure. Just always gotten to sure. the Easter Vigil Mass and sure. maybe you know yeah. served it when I was there kid that was like the thing which 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 i always liked because it was like more involved yeah and makes it go a little faster yeah if you're doing something <laughs> yeah yeah and would you guys do all the readings do you remember i i think so okay yeah i mean i re- remember it being a yeah like norm, normally like like full like three hours which yeah. is kind of like I, f- I feel like that's a maybe I, I don't know about that an average time but probably two and a half th- to three yeah is my experience yeah yeah i, ca- I can't remember how long these masses go because every every time it's a little different. Kind of depends on how many candidates you have. Yeah. How many? How much music you do? Um, do you do all the readings? I like to do all the readings, so that's that's what we're doing this year. So mm-hmm. if you're coming to the Easter Vigil, great. I'm glad you're coming, but buckle up. Like, <laughs> it's not going to be the the quick version. So. Yeah. Well, wait, and even last year, I mean, we did the 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 live stream, mm-hmm. you know, for uh, for the Easter Vigil, and it was, I think it was like two hours because sure. we, we did all the readings yeah. and, you know, saying the exultant mm-hmm. and all like all that. Um, so and it was still like, you know, around two hours with no uh, like no confirmations or baptisms or anything like that. Okay. So right. it's kind of. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, a, a note for Saturday is that there's no other like like there's no 4 p.m. Mass, mass like there normally right. is. There's no confessions. No confessions. Um, it's just the just the the nine p.m. Yeah. Uh, vigil mass, and then uh, on Sunday, I believe it's just the normal, normal Sunday, Sunday mass time. So it'll be yeah. nine a.m. at Holy Family, and then eleven a.m. at St. Lawrence. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and then and then you know it's a uh, season of Easter. Yeah, and we're off and running. So, uh, yeah. It, I'm 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 looking forward to it. It's going to be a a fun uh, a fun week, and uh, I, I, another thing that we, we we talked before, but the 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 chrism mass. Oh yeah. That's on Monday. Yeah. This at the Monday. at the cathedral, and uh, so the Monday after Palm Sunday, not the Monday after Easter. Yeah. Correct. 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 Yeah. Um, so five thirty, and, and this year, unfortunately, it's uh, at least we're having it's some people there. Like last year, I think it was very small, like Father Jim and a few priests and. A few ministers, but this year they're uh, each parish can have four people, so we're kind of doing invite only. Um, so unfortunately, we can't invite everybody because they just try, they're trying to do social distancing and all that. Um, but yeah, so that's on Monday. That's the mass where we bless the oils. We're having Bishop Powers come over from Superior, and we the priests all kind of renew their their promises. So that's uh, it's kind of a special mass in that regard. Yeah, I would I would definitely recommend. I mean, obviously this year isn't yeah. the year, but yeah. uh, definitely try to attend 
the Chrism mass at some point because it, it's a it's a really cool mass. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and usually the music is very beautiful as well. Um, did we talk about the penance services? We did not talk about the penance services. We forgot that. Yeah. So, so this is um. Where's my Sunday? Oh, this coming Sunday, so Palm Sunday, at Holy Family. We've been doing those six thirty holy hours, and this week, in addition to being holy hour with adoration vespers, there's also confessions available. So we'll have two priests, myself and Father Matt Miller. Um, so I think we're we're planning to still do um, evening prayer at the beginning of the holy hour, and then we'll just see how long confessions go and like how many people show up. If we get a lot, then um, we'll just keep going. If we get just a few, like it hasn't been a lot, a lot, of, a big group, so we'll kind of see. Um, I'm not anticipating a, a huge influx, but we'll see. Maybe people are feeling um, they want to go. So, and then Wednesday of Holy Week, we have the noon mass at St. Lawrence on Wednesday, and just like we did at, at, during Advent, we're going to do a penance service afterwards, like about 12:30 to whenever we're done, and again adoration. Um, during that time so people can come do confession and skedaddle or they can come do confession and stay and pray so mm -hmm. yeah yeah so got some opportunities for for confession before um before holy week and i think it's always uh which i don't know if it's like uh if it just kind of became a tradition to try to like have like penance services and you know i feel like either during like the two kind of big like celebratory seasons of like christmas and easter you try like i, I think it's, it, being a, it's like tradition it's kind of too. like that ca catering to this precept of the church at least one of them is you should receive uh communion at least once during this season of easter and then you should also confess your sins and your mortal sins at least once a year so it's kind of like trying to get ready for that in a sense mm -hmm. i mean it's a very minimal approach it kind of goes back to a time when the church a lot of people would come, attend mass, but they wouldn't receive communion because they couldn't do the fast for one every every week. It was just too much, you know, because they were supposed to fast from the night before till whenever the mass was the next day. So if mm -hmm. you started the fast on Saturday at sundown, and you're going all the way to Sunday nine o'clock noon, whatever. You know, that's a long fast for some people. So like farmers and people who worked hard, they would maybe make their Easter communion right. Like they would they would make that sacrifice. I'm going to fast this time around, or a couple times a year. Um, and it was also a time of Jansenism, which is a whole other thing. It's an error in the church that kind of told people you're unworthy to receive communion and you shouldn't do it very often unless you know you're perfect kind of thing. So that was another influence during the church for many years. So, so that's kind of a minimal thing, but I mean, I think that's partly where this idea of penance services at those seasons came in. Sure. Yeah. Repent and believe in the gospel, kind of a Lenten thing. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, looking at um, looking at kind of the the overview for for the Triduum. Do do you have like a favorite part? Of the Triduum? Hmm. I think my favorite part is Holy Saturday, the, the Easter Vigil. Um, there's lots of good parts in there. Uh, 
I'm doing the Exultant this year, so I haven't done it in a couple of years, so I'm excited to do that again. And Which, by the way, I think you have a very good singing voice. Oh, well, thanks. So. We'll see if it works on Saturday. <laughs> it is, it's, it's pretty long. Yeah, it's long. I mean, there's a shorter version, but I always do the long version. Just pull out all the stops. Yeah. Um, so I love this service of light, which is when we process into the church and people have their candles. Unfortunately, this year we can't do that in the normal way. We won't have the candles. We'll just be going into the church and then having the Easter candle lit. Um, but uh, it's nonetheless a beautiful thing. I just think the visual of you walk into a dark church and then suddenly, like slowly the light just keeps increasing as you go closer to the altar and you light more and more people's candles. And then when everybody's having their candles, the church is actually very lit up. It's a very different feel, candle lit versus you know, fluorescent lights or whatever. So it's it's just a beautiful image of how the church operates. Like you pass it from one to the next and it grows and, and grows and, and so the light of Christ coming into the darkness. It's a beautiful image. And so that's always struck me. Um, the washing of the feet for me as a priest is always a, uh, well, there's two sides of it. There's the beautiful just imagery of serving the people of God um, that I've always appreciated. Um, sometimes the practicality of how to make it something that you're not just trying to get through versus something that people can meditate while they're watching or or experiencing it, so that's always something I try to pay close attention to. But this year, we're again we're not washing feet, um, and then just welcoming the new Catholics on Easter Vigil. That's mm-hmm. that's always a beautiful experience. So. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, I've always liked the Easter Vigil and like yeah, just the the procession with like candlelit and. Um, and then, yeah, I, th- I just think experiencing it and having it go from dark to light and then, you know, you light all the candles and turn all the lights on and stuff. And, mm-hmm. um, like, growing up at St. Francis, they have, like, the high altar. So, mm-hmm. like, as a server, I have to go and, like, light all of those yeah. in, like, the middle of the uh, mass, which uh, I remember one year I couldn't reach them, so somebody had to come <laughs> and help me, which is kind of embarrassing. Sure. But, um, uh, but, but just, like, the the act of that is so like very symbolic yeah it's very symbolic and it kind of it it helps you to like i guess understand more mm-hmm. rather than just like lighting two candles or something like mm-hmm. that you know yeah yeah and it's just kind of the great anticipation of the celebration of easter is it like all comes out at that mass you know on Easter Sunday, for for me, it's kind of like we're we're already here on Sunday. For the people who come in, it's their first time coming to Mass uh, for Easter. It's a beautiful thing, but there's something special about starting in the dark and ending in the light when it comes mm-hmm. to Easter Vigil. So, yeah, yeah. And one other thing that I I guess want to touch on is uh, so on Good Friday after like the Good Friday service, um, you end the service with taking like all of Jesus, like the Eucharist, out of the mm-hmm. tabernacle, right? And you... On Thursday? Goes, or, sorry, sorry, yeah, yeah Thursday. Mm-hmm. 
and then that goes into the like the altar of repose, and then on Friday, like there's like the tabernacle, I guess, like kind of open, and there's nothing there, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Which I think that's yeah, just like a really good like visual visualization of like I don't know, it just like hits home that like oh Jesus like died, Mm -hmm. like he was not he's not with us right now, he like didn't exist, yeah, or I guess on Earth, but Mm -hmm. like. Like he was like he's gone, mm-hmm. and it kind of like hits that home too. So I just feel like like there's just like the little things like that, because we're so used to like opening up the tabernacle and Jesus being there, mm-hmm. and then uh, we're just like yeah, so used to like the normal like way of the mass, mm-hmm. and so when things are different, it yeah. just yeah, I guess it hits yeah. hits home a little bit more. Yeah, and it kind of tests us a little bit to see with our gestures and our postures. Like we go into church, we genuflect. But on Friday, Good Friday, there's no Jesus, so we don't genuflect, we bow. Yeah. But sometimes we're so uh, just it's just a habit rather than a devotion that we kind of forget. So it kind of gives us that moment of like, oh, this is why I do this, or this yeah. is you know it helps you to kind of reflect a little bit on that. Yeah, yeah, I agree, and that's yeah, that's great, and yeah, and I think I guess I I don't know if. We've, like, historically, like, as a church, have done a great job of, like, explaining some of that stuff. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Because <laughs> uh, uh, I think, were you at the teaching mass the other yeah, day? Yeah, yeah. So we talked about that a little bit, like, yep. how there's some confusion because for a time Jesus was in different places in churches. You know, he was in a side chapel or he was at the side. So the question is, do I bow or do I genuflect or what do I do? And so, um, you know, I, I think... There's not that uniformity among Catholics as there used to be, um, which is partly our fault because we haven't explained what the d- distinction is or why mm-hmm. this and why that. And so, well, I think uh, I, I guess going off this and this can be like kind of like the last thing, but for the altar of repose, um, what what's kind of the maybe is, is the significance of that? Is that just to like well, we have to put Jesus somewhere? Yeah, uh, but but couldn't we also just like? It's kind of the like Garden of Thursday. Gethsemane experience, really. Okay. I mean, that's that's how I would say. I mean, partly it's because Jesus has to leave the tabernacle, right? He yeah. has to go somewhere. Yeah. Uh, but partly it's this idea of being with Jesus in a different setting, going to the garden. Um, you know, can you keep watch with me? He's you know says that to his apostles. Uh, pray keep watch and they keep falling asleep so it's this image for us to reflect on of um jesus wants to be with us not just on that night but all the time and how often do we so it's it's a it's it's a night to reflect on jesus's invitation in our lives and how do we respond to it and the altar of repose is meant to be a beautiful little space to help us be with jesus but also to kind of reflect on the mysteries of what we're about to undergo. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah great. Um, well, I think I think that that's all we got for today's episode. So, great. Great. Yeah. Well, Thanks. Yeah. Thank you, Father, and uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. We hope you know you got some some insights into the Easter Triduum, and uh, yeah, we, we we hope to to see you at some of the the liturgies and hopefully all of them then that'd be awesome so um but 
Or else have a have a great rest of your week and a, a great a great holy week.